Welcome to Feels Like Weezer, where we're going through Weezer's catalog, uh, one song at a time. Um, I'm Eric Nash uh, from Watchmen Minute. And I'm Zach Franking-Smith from at the Informal Log on Twitter. Yeah, Zach, how you doing? I'm a little sad. Yeah, because? Yeah, because this is the last song on the Blue Album. The last um, song? I know. The tenth, the and, tenth you song. know... See, Eric, I mm-hmm. just gotta I gotta tell you, so I've been thinking about this podcast for a long time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I like I like Weezer a lot. They're a great group. Um and I never thought that I'd be doing this, you know. I was only thinking it would happen <laughs> only in dreams. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad that it's now a reality. <laughs> um and that we're mm-hmm. ten episodes in. Yeah. Um So what song are we gonna do today, Eric? <laughs> I said it's the tenth song. It's like you said, the last song of the album. No, uh, yes, yes. You just you just said only in dreams. That is what? the name of the song. That's amazing. I didn't plan that at all. You'll see what it means. <laughs> I guess we will. So, what do you what do you think of this song, oh, Zach? I like it. Uh, this, like I said last episode, this is kind mm-hmm. of a. This was one of the ones I would skip over. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because that solo at the end is so long, you know, and I'm like, eh. You know, I, that's not what I'm. I just don't. It, it makes so you don't want you don't want to even start the song because the, the latter right, half because of the I'm like, song oh god, so the last five minutes of the song is just him <laughs> slamming on the guitar. Um, but I, then I actually listen to it, and I think it's really a great album concert closer. You know, yeah. it is mm-hmm. it is fantastic. Um, you know, I think it's it it's pretty basic lyrically but um musically it's it's very technical it's very very good mm-hmm. um you know i think it's I, I i think i did not give it the respect it deserved and i why i should say so i'm i'm big enough to admit Cause, that cuz cuz this <laughs> this this song for me is it's it, and it's been, been it's been a few years i mean it hasn't been necessarily the whole time i've i've you know, know this album for well over 20 if not 25 years or so but mm-hmm. uh this yeah this is like a, you know i mean you, i, I kind of get upset with the younger kids these days you know using the word <laughs> epic too much but to me this is an epic song and you know that it, it, it fits it so well and then there's there's even you know some some stuff i was reading uh just most recently in in prepping as you know you know uh apparently Pop Matters calls the song a Bohemian Rhapsody worthy conclusion. Um, oh, I would yeah. agree. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so there's so many layers to it um, yeah. musically that it, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Um, and I mean that solo, oh, it's so good. 
I well, well now if we want to if you you've already been talking about the solo other you know before and that's you're saying that's why you would would skip because of this I kind know. of long longish solo that kind of goes you know there's, there's a lot to just the just that latter half as well it's not just all this you know just a single you know I mean certainly other other instruments playing but it's not all just about the guitar solo you know that is a good part of it I think but it's it, it's and I think I really think it's you know pretty close to to a, a two lead guitar you know two lead guitars kind of going back and forth like, I would bet you know done in the studio I mean I don't know what's done for sure live um, I don't recall I know I, I know I was real quick in some YouTube videos actually a good week or two ago um, but more recently uh, just, just listened to it a few times again um, but so so this is one out of I think four bands I'm going to mention here <laughs> I'm going to start off with the band Television Okay. And their debut album was called Marquee Moon, and and most of the songs on that album, it's so they're an old late late seventies punk, but with you know some smarts, more smarts to it than than you might think. Than you might you know, de- definitely not a three chord band like the Ramones or or Sex Pistols, but they they essentially had they had they had did have two lead guitarists. That's for damn sure. Um, in that band that would go back and forth and really kind of duel on some songs, not all the, all the songs all the way through that whole first album, but there's but there's uh, particularly a couple good, at least very very uh, good uh, tracks on that uh, album. Um, and then additionally, the other so then the other band to mention with kind of layering on of some guitars, I think is Smashing Pumpkins, and and you know you got the the genius I think there of uh, Billy Corgan. Oh that, my god! Uh, did that a I ton. He, he would do it a crazy amount. I mean, in this case, I think it's only two leads, and I mean, there certainly are some other, some other rhythm and and acoustic and stuff going on throughout this song. But uh, at least for this latter half, outro overall outro, I, uh, I really have a I'm gonna... big feeling that it's you know two lead guitars that are both played by Rivers, and that that just reminds me of yeah. Billy. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely derail this for a yeah, second sure. because oh, yeah, I have to tell you about this amazing video uh-huh. on YouTube. Um, well, I saw it on Twitter originally, but I now look at it. It's it's yeah. one of it's my go-to video. It's like 20 seconds long for when I'm feeling sad. Uh, it cheers me up. It's Billy Corgan rides a roller coaster. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it it starts playing the opening to uh or one of the fillers for 1979. Okay, and okay. then it's you know you see them going up on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and then as he's going down, it's you hear him go wee. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love it. You know, it, it, they just extend that um, we don't even care to that just we mm-hmm. constantly. Oh my god, it's so funny. I'm just I'm just I'm glad that I get to share this with as many people as possible. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. So, Smashing Pumpkins television mm-hmm. who else okay so the, the the not just related to the the outro here but the, the overall song and it, and it this other band they they definitely have these like two or three songs where they where they do this amazing amazing you know from from the quietest you know gentlest playing at the beginning to, to just this massive thunderous you know in the middle 
you know, going nuts, you know, uh, build up uh, and then back back down for the end. Um, they, they bring it all back down. So it's Mogwai. Okay. Out of out of Glasgow, Scotland. Okay. I mean, I've um, heard and, of Mogwai, but I yes, heard of I mean, right. <laughs> um, and, and, and and their 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 genre, you know, is they have very little lyrics, if at all. If you know, for many of their songs, they have no lyrics, but. Um, there's there are a few songs where they where they have these little uh, very very fairly obscured background lyrics, um, vocals going on, but um, you know so uh, so the genre that I was about ready to say uh, experimental rock you know that uh, or, or even a little bit maybe noise rock I think might be another kind of subgenre they're in. Um, so there's that there's that kind of thing is happening here not not quite to the same extent. So and Mogwai actually started just uh, just a couple, you know what th- three years after this album came out, so I wouldn't be surprised if if they loved this song by Weezer. <laughs> you know what, what I was getting at was you know in this song it's it's definitely there there's these ups oh, and yeah. downs ups and downs you know but they all kind of none, none of them happen too quickly, you know I mean well, there's, there's these other songs where like you know the the, the um uh, uh in the garage where I was saying. That you know they sing the verse first, and then when the court, you know, and that's that's kind of, you know, it's 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 definitely not heavy. It's not real light either. But but the chorus, they punch it up, and that's a, that's the old uh, pixie pixies trick, you know. Yeah. First chorus. Verse. Well, and the the bass line in this song is just is just great. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's that's, that's a very thing, basic yeah. bass line, but I mean, uh-huh. it it you know, and it's. You know, especially it starts out quiet, and you know you don't really get that that first taste of kind of heavy. I mean, starting from the beginning of the song until we get to the chorus, yeah. um, and then it just kind of calms right back down, almost like REM sleep. Oh, okay, yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm reading way too much into these songs, but that's what we're here for. <laughs> so, um, can I guess what the last band you're going to talk about is? Well, and actually, I. Unless it's the the cover, I think it might have been the the one I have for the cover. So unless oh, you know, okay. unless you know what one of the one of the bands that covered this are, I was just gonna say you were gonna talk about Pavement. Okay, yeah. Um, well, you know, I feel like that's just a safe bet. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it had not they had not crossed my mind. And, well, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I have know. not listened to Pavement yet. I no, need yeah, to. Sure, but. By the time we start recording Pinkerton, I will have heard. I will have listened to some of Pavement. Ooh, yeah. So just a couple of things. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot lyrically. I just, I'm just going to run through mm-hmm. that stuff really quick. Um, the, I, I, how many songs and how many bands could effectively use carbon dioxide yeah, right. in their songs? <laughs> I mean, like, it. That's an amazing little bit of rhyme. It's just, it's fun. You know, it, it and it adds to that kind of nerdy persona that Weezer yeah. has. As well, and that's well. that's what I was going to say about between this another duology, but they're not right next to each other, <laughs> separated by a holiday in the garage. And this, we we got these two geeky nerdy things songs. In my opinion, lyrically, um, you know, in the garage is much more about entertainment nerdum. This one has this science education <laughs> side of <Right. laughs> side of you know being a geek and uh, uh, caring about uh, things right. specifically and <laughs> so that aren't sports. so in the garage is more uh, traditional nerd 
yeah. only in dreams is stem okay got it it's um, big bang theory <laughs> right yeah exactly but, but big bang uh, theory they have a lot of entertainment though stuff going on too but but those are yeah. their, their their careers are their <laughs> are their uh, stem and uh right science based um and that is the only time we'll talk about the big bang theory okay. on this podcast um <laughs> it's a trash show don't at me um anyway <laughs> I, I did i did get off its bang, bandwagon in the last uh, two or three seasons <laughs> it got ridiculous you know and i just yeah just a couple other things uh the last line of the second verse um i can't believe there's no way he will crush your pretty toenails into a thousand pieces <laughs> i okay yep i don't know what that means but okay i just <laughs> and that was another one where i i thought he was talking about you know like a thousand bc because that was the only part that i could make out um, so oh. I thought it's like, oh, he's comparing her to something, you know, hmm. that stands the test of time. <laughs> but I mean, the song is just a basic love song, you know. Um, he, you, you can, you can really feel um, his sadness. I think uh, that this girl only loves him in his dreams, um, you know. And then that hmm. last dreams that he does, that dreams, um, it's like he's crying, mm-hmm. you know. I think it, it, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of how I how I thought of it. Well, well the, but okay. Let's let me give you a take on at least the overall of those last two lines. That way, there's no way I will crush your pretty toenails into a thousand pieces. So the previous line to that is that you float mm-hmm. in the air, and the background singing of in you know in a, in a falsetto voice in the air. Um, so it's it's not that that not those exact words the way it starts, but it's in the previous verse she's in the air and with the in the air repeated in the falsetto um so i think you know i don't know who know i i have no idea which one might have come first which which of these two verses in in a near state of completion or what have you but at least you know to repeat that in the air you know um between the two and then for this for this verse two that we're talking about that you know he, he needs to come up Got with it. a way to for that to make sense that they're dancing and that she's floating in the air. Okay. And so, what's a reason? <laughs> you know that it's that it's good. It's a good it's thing that she's to- floating in the air toast. because he's afraid that he's makes a lot more sense. Be okay. a klutz, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and that brings me to another thing that I was going to point out is okay. We got verse one and verse two. Now I say. I like the idea that actually we should call verse 1A and verse 1B mm-hmm. and then verse 2A and verse 2B. There's this a bit of a separation yeah. um, in, in, in the vocals and in, in the lyrics um, coming at the halfway point for each. That, you know, in my mind, without having ever seen, you know, someone else's take, that there's a verse 1 in the chorus and verse 2, that... Uh, that I always felt like, oh, there's these like, there's like, like, there's like three or four verses in this song, right? You know, it's 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 these, you know, he, he's talking about the bones for one verse, and then he's talking about the molecules for the second verse, and then he's talking about the dancing, blah blah blah. But um, so so I like to I like to kind of cut it up a little bit more like that, and I've seen that somewhere where yeah, and I can definitely see that notation. as a, 
somewhere for some other songs. Yeah, I, I think that makes more sense than just having it as a one-two, mm-hmm. um, because they're they're independent thoughts as opposed to them just being you know most verses are it's like okay this is all one mm-hmm. thing but it's kind of like um, little beats they're little pieces of the story put together. So, so then another thing with the the you know the, these specific words are done with a background vocal. Mm-hmm. The I will crush your pretty toenails into a thousand pieces. I mean, it's 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 the main vocal, Rivers singing it, but with that background vocal, that is this. It's it's not it's not a well sung part intentionally. I think you know it's it's got this right. cr- creakiness, or creakiness, waking up, coming out of puberty or something. <laughs> you know, um, I'm I'm yeah. working I'm working on a theory as we talk oh, that the okay. song is actually just about sleeping in general. Mm. Um, you yeah, know, like each right. each part of the each part of the song is actually a different stage of sleep. You know, and so like right before mm-hmm. that, because it it does it's kind of that weird um, discordant singing, um, and then it goes right into that you know only in dreams chorus. Um, you know, and to me that would be you know he's woken up. You know, oh god, this you know he's thinking about these dreams, these recurring dreams, and that's why in the air is repeated it's because these are recurring dreams that he has um and uh yeah so they, mm. that's that's my hot take on that bit so now now we've talked a lot about the outro you know solo what have you and and so the initial part of the outro the lyrics lyrically it's just the re- repetition of you know him, him really really straining you know coming to a, a big uh, a lot of straining and singing the simple you know the title of the song the only in oh yeah and know, then crescendoing off, into that, know, that even that has this ramp that up i was effect. talking about before yeah i mean it, it's yeah, right, it's yeah. another really well composed song yeah. um so you got anything else about the song proper yeah and 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 as far as uh, mm-hmm. Something I found out that that you know we, we, you mentioned the baseline earlier, mm-hmm. and so it's it's that's certainly apparently played by Matt Sharp. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's it was written by Rivers. Yeah, he's uh, apparently he has a lot of yeah, you know he has a lot to say about this song. Um, he's, he's in his 2002 yeah. tirades on message boards. Um, oh God, what an idiot! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I don't like pre-Red Album Rivers. Um, (laughs) So do we have any covers for this song? Oh, yes, we do. So that that brings me to the the one cover that definitely... Oh, man, it's like, oh, my gosh, they cover this. So I'm going to eventually have to find find, uh, their version. Um, uh, The band Ash. Do you know Ash? No, I don't. You don't? Okay. No. So I was introduced to Ash by in, in my, uh, oh, I think it was actually summer summer between, in college, summer between uh, sophomore and junior year um, mm-hmm. uh, by a, a, a good friend. Uh, and I actually, actually got to meet him, meet back up with him uh, in Denver last uh, August when I was there for the, for the movie by minute meetup there. Um, but uh, he introduced me to this band, Ash, and... And the song that was right off the bat, I mean, you know, I don't know about the rest of the album, and I actually have another album of theirs. I need to, I don't think I've gone gone out and I, I, I should listen to it more often if I do have at least that, this one song of theirs or one 
almost their one big hit, uh, "Girl from Mars." So, and, and it's it's just it's just uh, you know, I, I think I think Weezer has some uh, um, some some respect, I think, for the for the Beatles. You know, um, you know, cer- certainly Kiss, and and I think Kiss Kiss from Kiss you can get uh, you can get uh, from that them uh, liking the Beatles. But um, Ash, this one song of Ash's at least has has this uh, is this '90s pop sensibility that that owes a lot to the Beatles. Um, and and then one additional little factoid about them is that they covered uh, and are big fans of Star Wars. They covered the Cantina Band song. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think I actually do have that. If if you can't find it uh, some way like that, uh, it should definitely be available like on YouTube. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think ever officially released. I don't think. Hmm. If it has, I would have to buy it because it's. Oh yeah, for sure. It's awfully good. Um. So then, besides so by, besides Ash, we got a band called Mock Orange. Another okay. one called You Blew It with an exclamation point. Oh no! I did. <laughs> No, that's the name of the band. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, a Japanese uh, a musician, Saku. And okay. then, of course, Rockabye Baby. Well, and this is perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially that beginning part. It's You almost get your baby to sleep, and then... Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we tried stuff like that, but it just didn't work with our kid. So... Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one will be a bigger Weezer fan. The stuff that you did try was it Weezer or some other? We tried that. We also tried some of the other ones. Um, I think there were some Queen songs and all that too. It's look, man, that first like six months, it's all just a a blur. A blur. (laughs) Not. So you tried blur? We we did. Um, You know, she liked the. Yeah, she liked the beginning part before that, and then the woohoo kind of scared her and everything. But also, um, my cover band, the Marmalade Concoction, covered um, song two. So, hmm. um, yeah, slowly but surely, I will reveal the entire set list that we had. <laughs> it was quite a mashup. Um, but uh, the only the only other thing I have to ask about this song, and uh, this mm-hmm. this is me talking directly. To Rivers Cuomo. In 2002, Rivers, you said that this song was, in all caps, gay, gay, Disney, gay. Okay? One, terrible, what you just said. Um, and two... Well, not just. <laughs> it's in 2002. Right. Uh, and then, yeah. in 2006, you, when asked which solo you're most proud of, you said only in dreams for its sheer length and that it's and i quote epic 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 so which is it there buddy all right let's uh let's clear this up here um i'm guessing it's more than 2006 but you know rivers um uh, okay then um so <laughs> zach that's a good enough response what, yeah, yeah. Uh, zach what what is your rating of this song i'm gonna give this an eight out of ten yeah eight out of ten there we go um i'd rate it higher but i think that it's just it's the the lyrics in itself are a little too basic you know i feel like when you have this song that's on an epic scale that like this 
you really should have something you know the words that should go along with that so you um, need some Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Will you do the Fandango? Right, yeah. In there you know, I need some Thunderbolts and Lightning. Very, <laughs> very frightening. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a good song. I, I'm, I'm very upset that I skipped it all those years. But mm-hmm. um, I will definitely no longer be doing that. That's for sure. So, um, what about you? Uh, yeah, and... If you couldn't tell, kind of guess this is, is going to be a ten for me. So my my second ten for this album. That's great. Each of us had two tens yeah. on different mm-hmm. songs. Yep. So no one so. song got a ten. Oh, wow. Huh. There is a nine point seven five. <laughs> but we'll we'll cover that next episode. Right. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so what we're going to be doing, um, you know, since the blue album is now done and over with um we're going to do kind of like a recap episode next week um and then we'll also be kind of talking about uh for the the second episode that week we'll talk about some of the bonus tracks um you know the stuff on the special editions um but that'll be more just you know kind of a brief overview of everything um we're not really going to dig deep into it um that may be for you know down the road we might do that but um, then we're going to take probably about a week off or so, and then we'll start Pinkerton. Much to my chagrin, mm-hmm. we'll no. do Pinkerton. Um, no, no, no. Okay. Because we're, we're starting with El Scorcho. El Scorcho is phenomenal. So, um, But yeah, so uh, anyway, I'm Zach Fracking-Smith. You can follow me at The Informal Log on Twitter. And I'm Eric Nash. Uh, you can find me uh, as host of Almost Famous Minute coming up uh, soon, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> in the past, uh, completed uh, Watchmen Minute, but it may come back for when HBO, the HBO show uh, Watchmen, uh, oh man, I'm comes so out hyped. later this year as well. I'm so hyped for that. So I may have three podcasts all going at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just a you know a small amount of time that you have to do these for so we may start having some guests soon as well so um you'll get to hear other voices besides us which is always great um but otherwise you know we'll uh we'll catch you next week for our recap episode yeah ay caramba it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 